Good morning. You're listening to author, activist, and journalist Cory Doctorow. And too much scrolling. I'll see you in the future. Much scrolling for August 14th, 2018. I'm Steve Foder. And fresh off the Ocho, I'm Cedar Wood Cologne filling in for Chip Hassenflow. <laughs> We're just a couple of guys sitting around talking about things that are important to us. Hopefully they're important to you. And if you need more information, there's so many great ways to find more information. You know, today's Tuesday. It is uh, Tuesday, Steve. August 14th. Well, that for Steve and the local people here in our area, the uh-huh. young people... They'll be enjoying themselves. Today is the first day of school. So kids, get dressed, get to the bus. Time to go and learn something. I'm so excited. I love going to school. The 81 days of summer are fine. They're fine. I'm done. <laughs> I need to go back to work. What's for lunch then, Steve? I, You know, I don't know that off the top of my head. I'm sure that it's going to be something delicious like Salisbury steak. Uh, uh, yes, I remember America's that. favorite. Salisbury steak, <laughs> green beans, and potatoes. That was uh, They used to be green. They're yeah. kind of a grayish, yeah. Well, that's all right. <laughs> or pizza. No, or, that's Friday. That's Friday? Yeah. And then nachos? <laughs> Eventually. I'm getting them all down. Man. Yeah, we'll get we'll get the nachos eventually. Probably not right out of the gate. You don't want to hit it too hard. Ah, my friend. Film at eleven. Brings us to our Film at 11, our movie of the week. You and I both got a chance to see uh, one of my favorite comedies of 2018. This is The Spy Who Dumped Me. And I I just laughed and laughed and laughed at this movie. It's no surprising, Steve, that you <laughs> laughed and laughed and laughed. <laughs> this, is, this was a fun romp. We've talked about this one. This is a fun adventure. Two friends who, who absolutely are tied together and are the bestest of best friends get tied into a spy ring and they are in deep danger in this movie well this is a a movie that uh, i had high expectations for Mm -hmm. we had uh, we've had some really good comedies this year Mm -hmm. obviously we had uh movies like game night which was probably as good as it gets and uh then we had blockers Uh which um was something that was not as good I'm going to say this was in the vein of not as good. I'm glad that there are these adult comedies again. The R-rated comedies were in decline for a long time. And we've got Mila Kunis in this one, along with Kate McKinnon, who are really the stars of comic acting right now. If Melissa McCarthy was in this one, then it would be a... a it would have had everything. It would have had everything. We've got the puppet one with Melissa McCarthy coming up. That one looks like a fantastic adult comedy. This one was was really fun. All right, so um, let's just say that I was there. I think the heartthrob that was in this was Sam uh, Hugan. Oh, yes, sir. Jamie from Outlander himself is the heartthrob of this movie. And yes, my wife enjoys outlander more than i like to think (laughs) (laughs) let's just say there's an adventure in every episode steve Uh and and he's such a handsome guy and such a good actor i really believed his character 
fully in this movie. So on my scale to 1 to 100, I'm going to say a 40. Wow. I'm going to be sad and just tell you I fell asleep during the middle of it. Well, those comfortable seats, and you're not as young as you used to be. I was laughing every minute of this movie. There I is a lot of humor it. in it. There's, there's no doubt there's a lot of humor in it. Something did not click for me. Huh. Um, but you know what? It clicked for you. It, I, it really did. I really did. And I the think, audience I was with, I mean, it clicked for them too. I think that the critics were really harsh on this. They said that this was a very simple story. It was. And it was, you know what? It's okay to have a simple uh, story. There, there's no reason to make something more complicated. That's there, it. there is Simplicity doesn't mean it's not elegant. I agree. And I thought this one was, was a really good one. Go out and see The Spy Who Dumped Me. If you're staying home, you should go to Hulu and watch Castle Rock. Steve, I'm on episode three. Oh. I'm all in. Where are you? I have finished episode five. Episode six is coming out tomorrow. So I'm, I'm right on with this story. Again, this is the psychological horror series set in the Stephen King multiverse. The characters in this are so well written. Yes. I care about all of these characters. Sissy Spacek as the mother is uh, very important in the story. Alright, so what, what is really important about this is this is the type of television that mm -hmm. we have just longed for and we're getting lots of it. Mm -hmm. This is we really are in a renaissance for television. And I think this is probably the second best Hulu series. The Handmaid's Tale being number one. That sure. was a really well done series. This is just as good as The Handmaid's Tale, as long as you like Stephen King. This is not written by Stephen King, but it certainly takes his feel, his his suspenseful moments. You are always wondering what's going to happen in the next scene. And you want to just tie it into all the movies and all uh -huh. the stuff that you've read before. And he said in an interview to don't do that. Don't bother thinking about all those things that you've seen before. Just enjoy this story. And I agree with him. This is such a good story in and of itself. Steve, that's not all that you watched this week. What else? Yeah, I saw a documentary. I just found it in the library, just walking through the library and walked by the movies and found the movie Sriracha. This is the documentary about the sauce of the same name. Well, tell me a little bit about this oh. fancy hot sauce, Steve. I love it. I love Sriracha. My, I have a Sriracha a t-shirt that my family bought me my son has sriracha socks this is our hot sauce right now it's it is for a lot of people it it's a very simple recipe that just works really well on my palate i put it on everything the story of the creation of this sauce is a great story of immigration this man david tran was rescued from Vietnam in 1978. He was brought here on a freighter called the Huey Fong, and he adopted that name as the name of his company, Huey Fong, and came to America and was very successful. This is a rags-to-riches story about what we can do if we've got a great idea and the perseverance to follow through with it. That sounds awesome. It is a really good documentary. One of those good ones that has a good narrative, not just facts. I don't need just facts in a documentary. I need a great story. Steve, I'm really excited about this next one you're going to bring up. Yes. I still have my HBO subscription from Prime Day from last month. Okay. So I'm watching the heck out of HBO. There is a documentary on on HBO called If You're Not in the Obit, Eat Breakfast. This is an old joke about how old people wake up in the morning, open the newspaper to the obituaries. If their name is not in the obituaries, 
Then they go ahead and eat breakfast. Now, our host of this is Carl Reiner. Yes. A comedian. 93-year-old Carl Reiner is still sharp as a tack. He is still a wonderful wit, and we see that in this documentary. And so what, what is he doing? Is he interviewing people? He's not interviewing as such, but he is finding stories from other people. He and Mel Brooks have lunch every day. Okay. So Mel Brooks is featured as one of the 90-year-olds in this. And they bring in other people who are living wonderful lives in their 90s. They discuss the difference between longevity and vitality. Longevity is living a long life. What is vitality? Vitality is still being capable, still being conscious in your old age. And that seems like the, the the real challenge mm-hmm. is that we can get longevity i mean we can pretty but much let you live as that. long as a body can uh-huh. but really when we get down to us the vitality seems to be the, the challenge isn't it and it seems like it's a personal choice that some people fade away there's there's so many things that can make us not interested in our in our day. Are you saying maybe a will to die at some point? Oh, I, I don't want to be too negative about this. This this is a very positive documentary. Okay. But the will to live is certainly something. The reason for getting up and getting something done, a goal, is something that they talk about a lot in this documentary. Well, they live in this beautiful area, uh, area of Southern California, mm-hmm. and we got Carl Rano, Mel Books, Norman Lear, and Tony Bennett. Yes. These all these people all seem to me. To be um, people who have, when I say had a charm life, mm-hmm. certainly are willing to take the spotlight, but also take the back seat if they need to. They, they seem to be very flexible on their view of life. And they're very positive most of the time. All okay. four of those men in this documentary, there's plenty of other 90-year-olds that they interview as well, but these four men seem to basically stay positive and think about what they can do with this longevity, this gift of this extra years. That that is something that I I, I think that you've hit it. I mean, being in a cold environment, being in a a, a not positive environment. Let's just, if you, a good example is if you are surrounded by depressed people, Mm -hmm. what are the chances of you becoming depressed? Probably much higher. Mm -hmm. If you're around uh, sick people, what are your chances of becoming more sickly? Uh, so what can we do to, I mean, that's not saying you exclude these people from life, but what, right. what can you do to sort of joy the, the spirit of life? Yeah, that's, that is the spirit of this documentary is what are you doing today that's going to make your life better and let you live longer and enjoy your longevity with vitality. It's, it's a really good documentary. I recommend it. It's on HBO. Opening this week, we've got we've got quite a few movies opening this week, and surprising to me that uh, the week of school starting, there's so many movies. The first one is called Crazy Rich Asians. This is based on the bestseller by Kevin Kwan. It's a story of well, uh, modern society, a romantic comedy that spreads across international borders, and we see how people live in different parts of our world. And this looks like, like a very interesting movie. And very silly. This is a very funny looking, not maybe not as silly as The Spy Who Dumped Me. This might be sure. a little more dramatic than that, but very fun. There's a adventure called Alpha. This is the story of... From a long, long time ago, Steve. <laughs> from a certain point of view. This is the story of man and his best friend learning to live together during the last ice age, 20,000 years ago. 
20,000 years ago. Steve, that was a long time ago, my friend. You know, anyway, this is a story to that us. they made a movie about. Good. Yeah, men and dogs learning to live together and finding out, you know, how we how we got here sure. from the wolf pack. It's it's an interesting tale, I think. There's one called Mile 22. This is a pretty standard uh, army kind of intelligence sort of a thing. Capable. Capable, I, I would think. This is Mark Wahlberg, of course. Of course it is. <laughs> Say hello to your mother for me. <laughs> right. Ronda Rousey is in this, along with John Malkovich. So I think that that is going to be a perfectly fine tale about all sorts of American intelligence and uh, a lot of guns. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's our interesting movie. Billionaire Boys Club is being released this week. Now, this does look interesting, and for a number of reasons. One, Kevin Spacey is in it. Yes, this is basically the last piece of film that we're going to see with Kevin Spacey before the whole scandal broke with him in his personal life. This was released on demand in July, but it's coming to theaters this week. It's it's one of those stories, it's very similar to The Great Gatsby, a bunch of rich people and their lavish lifestyle, and is that okay, and should they be making better choices? Well, you know, obviously uh, Spacey is is kind of a hot button right now. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's no doubt that he picked quality material. So if you can see past that, I'm sure this is going to be a good movie. And that's the question I've asked for a very long time. Can I divorce somebody's personal life from their professional life? Can I really enjoy Kevin Spacey for his great acting? Because I feel he's a great actor. And can I support him even though I'm not sure about his personal choices? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that one. Billionaire Boys Club is opening this week. There is a movie called Juliet naked this is based on the novel by nick hornby the english writer who is all about breaking up relationships boy does this guy have just pain in his life that's all of his stories if you ever read high fidelity or saw the movie high fidelity steve is very british oh it's very british this is a very british uh romantic comedy that might not be quite as funny but it's certainly got some comedic elements we've got chris o'dowd in this one and he and his girlfriend are splitting up and she falls in love with the musician that he really enjoys, played by Ethan Hawke. Okay. This it, it seems like a really fun story, but seems very similar to almost everything that Nick Hornby writes. There's a documentary called Minding the Gap. This is a story about three young men banding together to escape their their volatile families in their Rust Belt hometown and and what they're going to become as adults and how their decade-long friendship is going to survive. Now, this takes place, uh, or you can watch it on Hulu. Mm -hmm. This looks really good. This seems to be um, uh, something that we seem to be exploring a lot of right now. Yeah. Um, Sort of the Rust Belt or the Appalachian area, Mm -hmm. or Appalachian area, however you want to say it, Uh, and sort of uh, finding your, your new your new world. Um, because the yeah. world is changing in a lot of ways. Well, what's interesting is that they're willing to leave. Yeah. And uh, what we're finding is that where, you know, like in Oklahoma, they got up and moved to California. The Grapes of Wrath would be mm-hmm. a good example at that time. People are not willing to move as much. Um, hmm. And that's too bad. We're, we're, that's, that's a trend that's going on. And uh, I'm glad these people are. It's going to be interesting to kind of watch and see. Yeah, there'll be some stories that will come out of it, and there'll be some, uh, we'll, we'll be able to 
to see how this benefits these families over time. Mm -hmm. But the thing that I'm going to be watching on Friday is Disenchantment. This is the new Netflix series. Ten episodes are being released on Friday. This is the animation from the mind of Matt Groening, the guy who brought us The Simpsons. I will watch this on Friday. So The Simpsons opened on Fox. Obviously, 1989. That's right. It kind of built... Almost 30 years ago. Probably the first signature product of Fox basically built them. Yeah, really. And and we were just talking about this before we recorded. If we said the NFL established them, I mean, as in solidified them as Mm -hmm. a network, The Simpsons was the cornerstone because it really was the NFL and then Simpsons Mm -hmm. for many, many years. Yeah. And so um, Futurama opened up on Fox, eventually moved to Comedy Central. Mm Mm-hmm. But here we are. Here we the, are with another, the modern. Another, yes, the modern, the 21st century Matt Groening series, and it's not on Fox. That is kind of telling, I think. We've, it's streaming. We've changed the way that we are looking at entertainment, and Netflix is a cornerstone for our entertainment dollar today. Well, if we think about the streaming Fox app having all the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. They chose not to bring it there. Mm-hmm. Maybe exposure was better elsewhere, and that's where Netflix came Intriguing. In. That we are in interesting times with our entertainment, that's for sure. Book it, book it, book it. Book it, book it, book it. Book it. Book it. Brings us to our book at our book of the week. I've been okay. I've been reading the Terry Pratchett series, The Disc World, for about 25 years now. In the last couple of weeks, I've been reading a few of the books that I've read before and, and gotten into a few of the titles that I haven't read before. And I accidentally picked up a title that I thought was a Terry Pratchett Discworld novel, but it's not. This is called The Globe, The Science of the Discworld Part 2. This is a very interesting look at science in the guise of this fantasy world that Terry Pratchett wrote. Well, this sounds very interesting. Tell me about it, Steve. My favorite part of this is Terry Pratchett wrote half of this book. He wrote all of the fantasy parts where the characters have interactions with each other. Then there are two other authors, Ian Stewart and Jack Cohen. They wrote the opposite chapters. So chapter one opens with a narrative, a story about these characters in the Discworld. Then chapter two goes into the science behind what it is that they were talking about in chapter one. They explore all sorts of scientific concepts like gravity and fire and all the science that we study today in the ideas formed through this fantasy world. Now, is this a a short story by Terry Pratchett or novella and then thrown in with a couple scientists kind of explaining it? Yeah, it sort of is. That's the way that it reads, is he wrote half of a book, a novella, and then the other half is this science behind the ideas, the concepts that are being presented there. Tell me about something that was fascinating. My, My favorite part about this is in the fantasy world, there is an element called narrativium. Narrativium is an element, like the periodic table of elements kind of element, that is necessary for telling stories. Get it? Narrativium. Yes. And the fact 
of the matter in our world is we need stories too. And the science follows the stories just as much as the stories tell the science. And we tell each other these tales in order to further our knowledge. This is a fascinating idea for me as a guy who talks way too much to other people. Sure. The, the ability for us to tell stories is something that we've talked about a lot on this show. Absolutely. We need to be able to pass down stories from generation to generation. The science of that, how that gets into our psyches, uh-huh. is fascinating to me. How, how wonderful. So you recommend this book? I do. And interestingly, because I accidentally found number two of this series, there's actually four of the Science of Discworld really? books. I went back and, and read the first one. I didn't like it nearly as much as the second one. Well, there you go. So I read The Empire Strikes Back, Steve. <laughs> right. The, the authors have certainly matured in the three-year span between book one and book two. Book two is fascinating i highly suggest that it's called the globe the science of Discworld 2 and you can find it on our amazon store amazon.toomuchscrolling.com scroll with it You know, okay, we need to back up just a little bit. We need to back up just a little bit because I'm a tiny bit excited about an announcement that came out 10 days ago on August 4th. Hold on, Steve. Let me grab some Earl Grey tea. Oh, hot. Yes. (laughs) Sir Patrick Stewart is returning to the role of Jean-Luc Picard in an all-new CBS All Access series. He's going to be in Star Trek again. When they presented this to the the, uh, president of CBS, he said, make it so. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure he did. I could just hear Les Moonves saying that now. I'm sure... that there were no other meetings with Les Moonves the rest of the day, and there's no other story about him this week. It doesn't matter. Jean-Luc Picard is coming back to my television. I I have canceled my CBS All Access subscription because there wasn't very much there for me to watch. I will give them money again for this, and I think a lot of other people will too. So Jean-Luc Picard, Xavier. I think you're combining two different Patrick uh-huh. Stewart characters. Wasn't he in A Christmas Carol? Yeah, a couple of times. This this is exciting news for Trekkies. This is exciting news for the TV industry. I think this is going to make CBS a lot of money. I think they probably did a good... With the, the challenges they've had with the Star Trek property, mm-hmm. bringing him back seems like the right thing to do. I think so, too, because the Star Trek Discovery has certainly had very mixed reviews on CBS All Access. Sure. Yeah. Android P was released this week. And no, the code name is, is not that. The code name is Pi. Android Pi is now available. Pi. Uh, yes. It was a pretty simple name. They they could have gone with popsicle. They could have got, there's there's all sorts of words that could have been, but they chose Pi. Google Pixel users should have already downloaded it by now, and hopefully everybody else on the operating system is going to get it soon. But you know how those things sometimes go. Well, it's important to have the latest software, mm-hmm. especially with all, uh, especially Android. Android very much is is uh, similar to Windows, which there's just so many users not having the latest software 
tends to create some some problems. Make some vulnerabilities for your, for everybody. So make sure you are the one who is downloading the operating system. I've been beta testing it all summer, uh-huh. and I really have enjoyed it so far. My favorite thing so far, the volume control, when you press the volume up and down, the default is now for media volume instead of ringer volume. Really? That has been so that annoying. Seems to be, that's a big issue with yes. uh, iOS, too. Because um, you'll listen to media or something at like this speed, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, turn right! Yeah. You're like, what? What just happened? Yeah. Volume control is much better, and the recent items screen includes the top five apps you've recently used. That really? has become very, very, very convenient from this new operating system. I do recommend everybody download Andrew. Andrew. Android Pie this week, if, if you can. <laughs> depends on depends, depends on, your, on carrier. your carrier. Depends upon your oh. your phone. Yeah, oh, it's still frustrating. That is a, still a frustrating process. Speaking of frustrating processes, MoviePass has had some news the last couple of weeks. They say not dead yet, Steve. Not, I think they were singing that song. Not quite dead. <laughs> Getting better. It, there were some dark days there. I thought for sure we were seeing the last days of MoviePass for I, a couple of days there. I did too. But you, know, I used MoviePass to get into my movie this week, Steve. Uh huh. But uh, yeah. Yes, they had to get money, and then they had to change their business model a little bit. And for today, as of this recording, it looks like they might be able to be successful with this. For those of you who are not familiar with MoviePass, the idea is you pay $9.95 a month, and you get to see unlimited movies, one per day, every day for that month for $9.95. This is an amazing value for consumers, but uh, the company has been bleeding money as a result of this offering. Yes, and so they have changed that to, what, three movies a month? Three movies movies a month for that same 995. Okay. So that makes it basically a discounted ticket at $3.33. Sure. That's perfectly reasonable. That's, that is very reasonable. Most people don't see many more than 3 movies a month. They do have a, a option for the fourth film, they will take a 2 to 5 dollar discount off of the ticket price. Okay. So you can see a fourth film for those times you know, like Christmas time, when you might see four films in a month. Well, the, the deal is, for us, we are under a contract. That's and, right. and so we are still under our terms, what, until January? Until the first of the year, yes, sir. So we still have unlimited movies with MoviePass. We can still go see one movie every day of the month, and uh, why not? And just so the CEO knows, we're, we're averaging roughly about three movies a month off of it. That's a, It's about right. I think three movies a month is about what you and I watch, even though we talk about movies on this show every week sure i think that it would be hard for us to see too many more than three per month well you have the busy season and then you have the slower season mm-hmm. and you know we're in one of the slower seasons right now uh, you one- are what? i'm starting school today i don't know what you're talking about i'm not going to see a movie for weeks you're going to have to see so many movies this week well i'll do my best <laughs> I know what you mean. For movie titles, this is certainly not the prime time for movie titles. Sure. Christmas time is the next one that's going to come up with the blockbusters. Yeah, we get blockbusters. the big build up. And right. then you, know, you have all the releases that you didn't see during the summer that will be released on video and on demand and stuff like that. And one thing MoviePass is really going to do, I think, is really going to set up the idea of the subscription model for other companies to well, follow. A- AMC is running it right now. I think it's nineteen ninety-five a month. You can mm-hmm. see three movies a week. Three movies per week. That's right. So that's sure. 12 movies a month. And you can see month. it on any screen where Netflix limits you to 
Movie Pass. Where Movie Pass limits you to um, non 3D, non premium theaters. Non IMAX theaters. Because AMC, who's running those theaters, they certainly have a reason to get people in the door. So Because they're going to run the movie whether people are watching it or not. And they're making their movie off popcorn and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. if you are willing to go in and spend 20 bucks on popcorn and a couple drinks, you know, they're making up whatever the difference is there. Yeah, and there's another company called Cinemia that you may have heard of that's sure. doing a very similar thing to MoviePass, and their model is a little bit more expensive and a little bit more limited. But I think we found that the unlimited plan doesn't work out very well for all sorts of businesses. Well, we, we, they're still trying to figure out the model. The theaters need to buy in on this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, the deal for, for a person who sees a lot of movies, which is the first person who's going to sign up for MoviePass. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like the first person who signs up for Netflix. They, mm-hmm. they watch a bunch of stuff. But, you know, eventually the casual user says, well, this seems pretty reasonable. Yeah. You, know, you pay nine ninety five, you go to one movie, you've paid for it That's for the right. month. Yeah, we need to get Kyle Hickman back in to discuss his movie viewing because he says he's seen 77 movies so far this year with his movie pass. That is unbelievable. That's a lot of movies, Kyle. we got to get him in maybe next week. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what we can do. I think we, oh, I think we have enough information to go to school today and tomorrow, and I think we have enough information to survive another week. What do you think, Chip? Only if we can come back next week. I'll be tired. You'll hear, you'll hear a difference in my voice come next week because I am ready. I am pumped up for school. Kids, get on the bus, bring a lunch, get ready because uh, you, you got some work to do. If you need more information, give us a call or a text. Our phone number is 805-4104-TMS. Our website is toomuchscrolling.com. Our email is toomuchscrolling at gmail.com. We're on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We're on iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. And every day of the week, you can go to our news site, news.toomuchscrolling.com. I want to thank you again for listening to Too Much Scrolling. I'm Steve Foder. And I'm Cedar Wood Cologne for Chip Hessen Club. He'll be back. You can find me on the Ocho. <laughs> We'll see you in the future.